Romans chapter 12, verses 17 through 21, payback time. You've heard that expression before. What does that mean, payback time? <laughs> that means, yeah, that's right. You're going to get back what you gave, my friend. Paul writes to the church in Rome, giving them a number of things to um, be aware of as they mature in the faith. This is one of the key issues of maturity. What do you do when you're hurt by someone? Paul writes, starting in verse number 17, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Sometimes it's not possible. The person that you're dealing with doesn't want anything to do with you or is not at peace in themselves, which then is projected onto other people. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Paul is quoting a verse of scripture out of Proverbs. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Lord, thank you. These next few moments, as we look at your word, we pray that you would sear it deep into our hearts. May it begin to bring fruit from within. May you help us, all of us, including the preacher, to do what your word says, O God. For your word is life, and it teaches us what your will is in our lives. We thank you. May these next few moments, everyone's attention be captured by the word. In Jesus' name, amen. If I say the name Larry Nassar, anyone know who I'm talking about? I think it's pretty much across the board. In the summer of 2017, and on into the following year, one of the biggest news stories was about Dr. Larry Nassar. He was the team physician and trainer for Michigan State University, the sports program, especially in the women's area. And Larry Nassar was also chosen to be the team doctor and the trainer of the U.S. women's gymnastic team from 1996 to 2014. He used his training and education and experience and skills to gain access to young women gymnasts. Repeatedly, subtly, and consistently, he sexually abused girls over the course of years. During one of his preliminary court hearings, from which the families were asked to attend, Larry was seen smugly smiling at the prosecutor questioning him about his dealings with his young girls, two of which were there in the courtroom. 
They were sisters. He had molested both of them. As he was smiling, all of a sudden, out of the audience in the courtroom, a father stood up of the two daughters, enraged, busted through the door that separated the audience from the main court area with the jury, and began to lunge at Larry. The bailiff and a number of the court officials, thankfully, were there, wrestled him to the ground and held him down. And you could hear them on the, it was actually taped, you could hear them on the tape going, we got you down now, are are you going to be okay? Yes, yes, let me go, I'll, I'll be okay. They let him up and they escorted him out of the court. Later on, the judge herself was asked whether she was going to charge Larry with, uh, charge the father with any kind of disruption of the court. And the judge wisely said no. She mentioned that his desire for retribution was understandable because of the violation that his daughters underwent from Dr. Larry Nassar. God understands our hurts and the anger that results from our hurts. Don't you think for a moment that God is not with you when you, uh, when you go through something and you are offended deeply by what happens by a person or a group of people? All of us have been in that situation. We have been offended deeply. It doesn't matter what age you are. Even as a young age, all of us have been offended by, you know, in the, in the elementary school, it's even worse it's at times. Sticks and stones do break your bones, and names do hurt you. God himself is hurt and angry at sin every day. And the anger of a person that arises from hurt is usually expressed in some way. You've got to get it out. It's difficult to hold anger in. For the father, the only way he could express it was to get his hands on Larry Nasser. I'm sure if he had, if he probably would have choked him to death. In myself, my own situation, I'm an ordained minister with the Assemblies of God. Yet I have felt vengeful rage at people or someone who uh, have hurt me. And I have wanted to cause great bodily harm. Revenge or payback is a natural expression of our sinful nature. That's the way it is. We do everything possible to maintain our reputation, ours or our loved ones. I can't imagine anyone hurting my boys, my daughter-in-law, or my grandbaby. I don't know how I would react. It would be very difficult to restrain myself. Revenge necessitates trying to maintain a balance emotionally and mentally to try to keep yourself under control. And ever since we've been kids, we've been taught to fight back and to stick up for ourselves, right? I remember my dad one time when I came home and I was in a fight and I had a bloody lip and he said, what would you do to the other kid? I didn't do anything. Get back out there. Don't let the other person get the best of you. This is a culture of retribution and revenge. 
as Christians, as we read and study God's word about how we're supposed to act, especially around those who don't like us and who want to take advantage of us, what are you supposed to do? You know, sit there and just take it on the chops? Jesus was our perfect example. More than once he expressed this in theme, Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 through 42. Jesus quotes the Old Testament, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Somebody pokes out your eye, you have the, uh, the law behind you, you can poke out that person's eye. Somebody breaks your tooth, you can do the same to the other person. Jesus said, you've heard that it was said, eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If somebody strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Oh, yeah? And if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. If someone forces you to go one mile, which the Roman soldiers were notorious for doing, as they would be marching into a town, they would pick out some young, strong lads from the crowd and say, you, over here, you didn't have a choice. You had to help carry the Roman soldier's armor. And they were obligated to carry that soldier's armor for a, a particular length. And after that length, they could lay the armor down and go back. No harm done. But Jesus is saying, if someone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Wow. That's hard. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, people were yelling at him and mocking him and spitting at him. And before he was nailed to the cross, they were pulling out his beard and they were slapping him, blindfolded, and saying, Oh, great prophet, who hit you? He underwent probably the worst kind of beating that anyone could ever imagine. And in his weakness, he had to carry the beam of the cross through the Via Della Rosa all the way up to Calvary's Hill and then have himself nailed to a cross and then sit there or hang there, I should say, in front of crowds who walked by and yelled and cursed at him. It's no fun to die as it is anyway, but when you're dying and there's no friends around, man, that's difficult. And guess what he said to his father hanging on the cross? That's right. Father, forgive them, for they, they don't know what they're doing. Here are some scriptures that give us God's heart on this issue of revenge. This is, this is a difficult thing. So I'm preaching to myself. I hope you don't mind. You can listen in. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 34 and 35. In the Old Testament, God says, Have I not kept this in reserve and sealed it in my vaults? And In other words, God is saying, This is going to happen. This is the truth. I have sealed my word. It is mine to avenge. I will repay. In due time, their enemy, the foot will slip. Their day of disaster is near. God is saying, I'm going to be the one that avenges. And your enemy, one of these days, his foot will slip and he will enter into disaster. Psalm chapter 94, verse 1 says, 
Ah, Lord, you are the God who avenges. You are the God who avenges. Shine forth. Ezekiel chapter 25, verse 17. I will carry out great vengeance on them and punish them in my wrath. Oh, I thought our God was a compassionate, loving God. Man. Micah chapter 5, verse 15 says, I will take vengeance in anger and wrath upon the nations that have not obeyed me. So here it seems as if not just individuals God's going to bring his wrath to, but on nations that have turned their back on him. And we can think of some nations even today that have gone off the deep end as far as being uh, terror-producing places. Nahum chapter 1, verse 3, The Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and he will not leave the guilty unpunished. Romans chapter 12, verse 19, we just read that. It says, Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay. And then Proverbs chapter 25 teaches us what our response to mistreatment should be. This is in the Old Testament, Proverbs 25. It says this, If your enemy is hungry, spit at him. If your enemy is hungry, give him something to eat. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. In so doing, you will reap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. In your notes, in the inside of your bulletin, two main points. Man's revenge is imperfect, and God's revenge is perfect. Man's revenge is imperfect. It's based on man's sinful nature. We've mentioned that before. Matthew chapter 15, verse 19, Jesus said to a group of people who were questioning him about whether it's right to eat before washing your hands. Jesus said, it's not what goes into the stomach or the heart that, that defiles a man. It's what comes out of the heart. Out of the heart of man comes evil thoughts and murder and adultery. Sinful nature cannot bring perfect revenge or justice can't do it. We are not built to bring perfect revenge on someone else. From a sinful source, we are all under judgment for wrongdoing. Every one of us has sinned. Every one of us has fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. So in retributing to someone who has hurt us, we in our sinful nature do damage. Revenge usually begets more revenge. 1 Thessalonians 5.15, Paul writes to the church at Thessalonica, see that no one renders evil for evil or wrong for wrong. Each act of vengeance usually is a notch up in severity. Isn't that the truth? I can tell you those two nasty ladies at Rayleigh's back in the 90s, when I, I called them nasty number one and nasty number two, and I, I could still see their faces. They were mean to me. And I could picture myself going, I just love to get my hands off their throats. <laughs> you ever hear about the Hatfields and the McCoys? Remember that? It's, it's really back in the 1800s. It lasted for 28 years, the feud between the Hatfields and the McCoys, and it was in an area called the Tug Fork, T-U-G, 
of the Big Sandy River on the border between West Virginia and Kentucky. At the end of the battle, 1891, nine men were imprisoned, seven for life. One was executed because of the feud, and it went on for decades. Brutal murders, assassinations, ambushes. One raiding party came upon a house on New Year's Day. They called it the New Year's Day Massacre. It was an all-out battle, and many died on both sides, including women and children. And you know how it started? It started because one group, one family thought the other family had stolen a pig, and pigs were very valuable in the hills and the mountains of that part of the world. And so the accusations began to fly, and pretty soon it notched up more and more, and it came into murder. Thirdly, almost never brings closure. When you're getting revenge on someone, it really never brings closure, never. The only way we can get closure on being hurt, listen, is this, to get healing in our hearts. And that takes place when we see the finality of a situation, the closure of a situation that only God can give us. God is the healer of our hearts. And we have to learn how to forgive and let go. That's probably the hardest thing on my list of Christian activities is to forgive somebody. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fighter. It's a very difficult thing, but it can be done. And we're, when you're getting revenge yourself, instead of letting God do it, it will never bring closure to your heart, never. You will always be in some kind of a turmoil. And then it's not grounded on love, but on hatred. Getting revenge is, is, is based on your hatred for the other person, not on love. Romans chapter 13, verses 9 and 10. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. Who is my neighbor? Jesus gave the, 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 uh, uh, the, the story, the illustration of the neighbor, the good Samaritan. That's, that's a neighbor. The good Samaritan had, had, didn't even know the guy on the side of the road, but he took care of him. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to your neighbor. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Love is always wanting the best for the other person. Even if that person hates you and says nasty things to you and does things to, to hurt you purposely, our hatred separates us from the presence of God and from his blessings. God has nothing to do with hatred. You harbor hatred in your heart, God's not there, I can tell you right now, from experience. And then it keeps God out of the picture. We want God to be part of the solution, don't we? We want God to be part of the resolution. We need him to be. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 says, If anyone loves the world and its ways, I'll add that, the love of the Father is not in him. The world ways says, get even. The guy punches you, cold cock him back. Let him have it. But God says, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Love. Easy to say, hard to do. Secondly, God's revenge is perfect. It's based on God's perfect character. God's perfect character. He's holy. He's compassionate. He's just. Psalm 103, verse 8, The Lord is compassionate and gracious and slow to anger, abounding in love. I thank God for that. Thank you, Lord that you are slow to anger and compassionate towards me, moi, 
I need it every day because I don't serve God 100% every day. I'm a human being. My, my sin nature gets in the way. My, 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 my ego gets in the way. My pride gets in the way. God is a perfect God. He has perfect character. And his revenge is perfect. It's exactly what needs to happen. It usually begets positive change instead of other revenge. It, it begets positive change if the one wanting revenge allows God complete authority and control and can wait for that to happen. You've got to wait for God's revenge to happen. That's the hard thing. But when it does, and it will, God says, I will get revenge. It causes an increase in faith in God and a greater love for God. I can tell you, one of the nasty, the, the nasty number one, we had a going away party for her, and I, I rejoiced inside at the news that she was leaving the office. <laughs> and I went up to that party instead of blackballing it. And I was part of the party, and we were there to honor her. Her name is Barbara. And when we finished, I went back to my desk, and she came over to where I was. She said, you know, I, I really figured you wrong. I thought that you weren't going to show up and I, I was wrong I got up I went over I gave her a hug she kind of but to me that was a small victory small victory do I do that all the time no but in this case God gave me the grace to take it on the chops and to keep going and it brings positive change if the one receiving the justice realizes it's from God. Not all of them do. And submits to God's authority and power because God is the perfect judge. He's the perfect one to bring about revenge and to bring it about so that the person who has done the wrong can change from within. Transformation. We want transformation in other people. We want them to be changed. We want them to be more like Jesus. We want them to be saved. Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. When you hold back your revenge and wait for God, listen to me, God brings healing in your heart and strength you become more like Jesus. Your faith is strengthened. Thirdly, it always brings closure. God's ways are thorough and complete. The one wanting justice is satisfied to see God's hand move in the situation. I've seen that before, not only with that situation with the lady in Rayleigh's, but other occasions as well. It's grounded in perfect love. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. I don't know about you, but I can't live without God. I need God in my life. I can't do this thing called life on my own. I don't have the wisdom. I don't have the spiritual strength to do it. I need the Holy Spirit to be in me and to give me strength to walk uprightly in this world that is filled with violence and revenge. 
Discipline and justice from God is always for the person's best because love always wants the best. And then, finally, it allows God to fully have his way. Oh, man. Listen to me, folks. I'm preaching to myself again. I might as well have a mirror here. Look. Shape up or ship out. That's what my dad used to say. God's ways are higher and better than our ways. Is he not? Isn't that true? He always knows the best course of action to take. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 9 says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You think you can get revenge on somebody and get justice? Let God have his way and God will get the perfect justice on those who have hurt you. Guaranteed. But you've got to give him time to do that. Man's revenge is imperfect. God's revenge is perfect. 